Y'all right, Boker Tov, welcome back everyone. After all the Yom Tovim, it's good to see everyone. We've been studying, before the Yom Tovim, Simen Kufnon Aleph 151, the laws of, I believe it's called Kedushas Pesach the laws of the sanctity of the Shul. Um, there's a halacha, everyone please be aware. Siv Zayin Yochal Lorok, Bo, you're allowed to spit in the Shul. I don't think you should do that nowadays, it seems pretty gross. But I guess back then, you're allowed to spit. Back then, they used to, you're not allowed to spit during Shemona Esrei. There's a separate halacha about spitting during Shemona Esrei. But it's not a violation of the Kedushan space on Medrash to spit in a shul. But I think nowadays that's pretty gross. However, Sivches, Tikshal Raglav, Roy Lukancho, Kodmichkanis, Lisbalel. Person should remove the dirt from there. You've got dirty shoes. Make sure you polish your shoes before coming to, to davening. I think back then, people's boots and shoes were really, really dirty and full of all sorts of gross stuff. So I think that's what it's referring to. I don't think it means that you have to have a high buff and gloss on your shoes. However, a person shouldn't come to davening filthy. Sif test, the Mechaber tells us, you should, there's a halacha, we've got to clean the shoals. So the floors here are a little dirty, still from Oshana Rabbah, but hopefully we'll get that clean. Um, the shoals should be kept clean. That's a, that's a real halacha. And there's an interesting halacha at the end of Sif test, there's a tradition of lighting candles. Um, back in the good old days, they used to really light a lot, lots of candles in the shul to make sure it's illuminated so they could daven properly. You'll see in some shuls, particularly in Hasidic or Shitibos, they'll have actual candles still nowadays by the Shliach Tzibor, by the Chazan's Amud, so that you can light it. Is, is that a thing? Is that not a thing? Depends if you ask. However, what is interesting is you'll note almost every shul you'll ever be in, they have a Ner Tamid. The Ner Tamid on top of the shul. Now, to the best of my knowledge, you're not going to find that referenced anywhere in the Shulchan Arach to have a Ner Tamid. Except the Makar Chaim, that's a Chaim Noah, points out he thinks it's a, an extension of this halacha. Then he says it is a tradition. He does reference it. That to have uh, that many congregations have a, a ner tamid. It's he he points out that it is in com- in commemoration back in the base of Migdash, The ner maravi, I believe, was the western candle on the menorah was always lit. Typically, it was always lit. So it it is um, it is kind of a throwback to that. But I don't think it's like a huge halacha in the sense that it's not it's not found anywhere in the Shulchan Aruch, and I couldn't find it in any even even in any, none of the Rishonim or even the later Rishonim. Um, but again, it does seem to be a tradition in Klai Yisrael. Uh, that a shul that's, God forbid, that's destroyed, they are still in their sanctity. We go ahead, we have to treat them with respect, even if a shul is desolate, uh, except for cleaning, that we don't do. However, we, there's an interesting halach. Um, we kind of let it like overgrow to some degree so that it creates what the Mechaber tells us from Agmas Nefesh. We want people to feel the distress of seeing a shoal that lies in ruin. So that congregation goes ahead and rebuilds it. There's a big discussion amongst the, like the contemporary postgame. What's the story at the Kosal Hamaravi? Should we go ahead and, like, for example, cut the bushes that grow out of the wall? I believe Rav Yashiv is against it based on this halacha. But I think others say it's not, not quite, it's not really a shul necessarily per se, um, but it is a matter of discussion. Wishing everyone a great day.